Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Shauna Wankel. She is a friend of mine. I can't believe I haven't had her on my show. It's kind of a crime. I'm not going to lie. She is an empath. She's also a paranormal investigator. She does all of the above. And Shauna, I want to welcome you to my show. Thank you so much. I love that you lived in a haunted house. And I told you at the very beginning, I was like, listen, I want to hear all about that first. Because I didn't realize you lived in one. So oh my gosh, tell me everything. Yeah, I and I've said it before, whenever I've talked about it with other people before Mm -hmm. I became involved in the paranormal, the closest thing to it was, you know, watching Scooby Doo on TV. Right. That That was it. Right. Right. And yeah, there was not a blip on my radar. I was completely oblivious to everything going on around me. Mm. Um, now, whenever I was growing up, my younger sister had imaginary friends. So she was exposed to it at a really young age because oh we all know what imaginary friends are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'd never seen, heard, felt. I just knew when I was in the way. Really? <laughs> and so, okay. Yeah. So, and then eventually the imaginary friend went away. Okay. And so, um, and then I was the end of it. And then I think probably about 2004-ish, mm-hmm. I moved to Alton, Illinois, which is a very, very, very haunted old town. Mm. And it's easier to find a place that is, you know, haunted than isn't. It's just oh, really? considering <laughs> the history. Yeah, there's a lot went on in that little town. So, yeah, I was uh, seeing somebody at the time, and we decided to move in together. And initially, you know, I visited there and I, you know, spent the night countless times and right. nothing ever happened. So didn't really notice anything until I actually physically moved in. Gotcha. And, um, and there was like some random thumps and bumps and, oh, did I hear footsteps and I'm alone or whatever, but I uh, just blow it off. You know, it's an old house and, you know, no big deal. Right. Just weather and, you know, settling and gravity and whatever you want to call it. So, <laughs> and I just blew it off. Right. And then uh, one night, I, I was home by myself. My kids, it was a weekend. My kids were gone with their dad. And and uh, the guy that I was seeing was a cop. So, you know, he was working midnights. So I fell asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, his daughter was there. She was there like every other weekend. And so she was in her room okay. sleeping, you know. And something woke me up. And whenever I opened my eyes, uh, standing at the foot of the couch was this little girl. And wow. so I'm sitting here thinking, God, I must be dreaming, right? Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> what's going on? You know, I knew I was sleeping. Yeah. I knew I'd fallen asleep. So I was like, you know, what in the world? And I knew it wasn't his daughter. And right. so I was like, well, there's no other people in here. So what's going on? I'm dreaming, obviously. And I was like, I mean, the detail on her was, you know, a sketch artist could draw her. And wow. it, it was, it's amazing that just how real she looked. And she was pretty young and, too, right? Yeah. Okay. She was about, I don't know, maybe six, seven. Okay. Six, she was little. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. She was young. Yeah. The one thing that I didn't notice as much then until after I had woken up that next day and really thought about it uh-huh. um, was that she looked a little different. Like she looked like she might've had like a little bit of a filter on her, you know? Really? 
Yeah, it was kind of just like an off color. And that's not the first time that's happened, especially with kids. Um, They seem to have like this different, you can tell that they're not, or at least the ones I've seen, and maybe that's just how it computes in my brain. Right. Because everybody's different, you know, everybody sees things differently. To me, some of the kids that I've seen just have like an app filter on them. And so they're just kind of like off color a little bit. And, you know, she was, and she was so cute, you know, and I was like, oh, it's bedtime. I'm tired. Time for bed. You know, so then I, (laughs) and then I closed my eyes and I put the covers over my head and counted to like a hundred, right? And uh, thinking, you know, that was going to be it. And so so after I get done counting and I kind of peek up you know, a little bit. And she'd apparently stood there for a while because whenever I looked down the hall, she was just almost completely down the hall. And I was like, man, she was just standing there, you know? And so I'm like, I'm going back to bed. I'm going back to bed, you know? So I put my covers over my head again and I went back to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning and was sitting at the kitchen table and the daughter came out and she was sitting at the table and she looked exhausted, right? And I was like, oh, you didn't sleep very well last night. And she's like, well... I would have slept better except for the little girl in my room playing with my stuff. And <laughs> I was like, little girl? <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. You know, and she's like, yeah. You know, just matter of fact, there's a little girl in my room, you know. And she was playing with my stuff. And I was like, well, you know, maybe, maybe she won't be doing that tonight. Maybe I'll sleep <laughs> right. better, you know. And so to myself, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, it's just her and I. You know, how do I approach this? First of all, I don't even know what I think of it. You know, I knew what I'd seen. Well, yeah. And, you know, I knew, you know, the paranormal existed because the shows were on then. Right. Um, and I kind of half-ass watched them, right? And then, yeah. but I didn't really get too heavily into them. I did after that. Yeah. You know, but then I was like, how do I, you know, ask her, you know, who do you think she was? Or, you know, what do you think yeah. she was? And so I was like, I'll just let that go. I'll just wait until she brings it up again. Yeah. And that was the end of that. So wow. going forward. Uh, I- I gotta, I gotta ask though, how were you not scared out of your mind seeing, well, first of all, seeing a ghost for the first time? Cause I think that was the first time you, I mean, seriously, I mean, I'd be like, holy crap, what the hell, you know, how are you not scared? Well, I think I had convinced myself that it was just a dream. Okay. All right. And just like a really vivid one, you know, <laughs> right. uh, you know, cause dreams seem kind of real sometimes. And, sure. and I was like, surely that's what it was. And then after I thought about it, it's like, what am I going to do if she shows up again? Now that I know, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, as a bit of time went on and, and I didn't know the things that I know now. So it didn't occur to me to re- do any kind of research at all. Oh, right, um, right. Like, like now I would, now I know, you know, who to talk to, where to go and, and the resources that are available. Um, I did tell the guy that I was living with, you know, what was going on. Yeah. And he was like, are you serious right now? You know, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, you know, I was like, I mean, if you want to ask your daughter, you can, I mean, yeah so really interacted with her too yeah and he's like oh my god you know should i just talk to her about it? i was like no just wait until she says something you know again right. and, and but then when my kids came back before they came back i was like uh you know so i don't know who you are you know what your name is i don't know anything about you but yeah. I, I need to set some i need to set some ground rules right it's like i know there's kids in the house and i'm sure you okay with them but you can't yeah you know i was like you can play with me you know so she was the first one that i saw but she wasn't the last one that oh. i saw yeah well you know ignorance is bliss isn't it you know um <laughs> when you don't know what you don't know but did you find out the history and maybe who this little girl was did you do any of that before or did you do it afterward I did. And uh, I do know that that neighborhood was close to a couple of cemeteries. Okay. Um, And then I know that 
it was close to a hospital. Mm. Um, there was a lot of stuff in the general vicinity, and there were some fairly historic houses in the district. Mm. Um, I found like a couple of people lived in the house mm-hmm. like back in early 1900s, I think. Yeah. Um, that didn't die in the house, mm. um, but you know, died elsewhere. But they had lived at that address. You know, and then to try to go back as far as you can, because, you know, sometimes, you know, like new construction, you know, oh, well, this is a new house. I don't know why it's on and nobody died here yet. I built it or whatever. It's like, well, but what was there before you? Right. You know? And also I've noticed, because I know this about you, I know that children seem to be kind of gravitational towards you. They like you. Maybe you're more of a motherly figure, because I think you've had other encounters with kids. So maybe that's another reason why she came to you. Yeah, the majority of the contact that I've had with spirits has been kids yeah I know and I I just think there's a correlation there I think there's something with you I just interviewed someone who actually has crossed children over and kind of does it now on the down low whenever something like that happens because kids they just gravitate toward her and I think that may be why they like you and there's something safe maybe about your vibration or your aura or something you know I I don't know what that is but now you lived there for what four or five years and did you just continue seeing her um, she was there correct until I moved out. Oh my god. Um, she became less active whenever some of them were physical because there was definitely one that was hands on. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well, there's a reason I'm writing the book, right? And right. I'm sure that <laughs> some of the population is gonna think I've lost my marbles and the rest of them are gonna be like, Man, you know? No, you know, I really absolutely think this happens, Shauna, more than people maybe want to admit. Now, do you think her being there promoted them to come as well because they were making contact with you? Or do you think they were there and just kind of dormant until you start talking to her? You can tell, you know, ones that are that behave differently or that feel right. differently and stuff like that. Even if you don't see them, you can, energy is what it is. And it right. feels different with each spirit. And or at least to me, like some of them I can tell, you know, apart. I can tell if I'm dealing with a kid. I can tell if I'm dealing, yeah. you know, with a female adult or a male adult or just by the same kind of energy that I feel, you know, in this realm. It seems to cross over compute the same way in another one. So, you know, I can tell. And I don't know if they were just you know, passing through. Yeah. Um, I do know that there was a, a male spirit in there and, and I discovered him when I was in the shower. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't feel him in the shower with me, um, but I was like, again, I was home alone and yeah. taking a shower, minding my own business. And then I get out and for like a split second, I felt like a little, you know, little buzz, little tingle of something. And I just blew it off. But whenever I wiped off the mirror to get rid of the fog, uh, there was a man standing behind me. Oh and, my god! Like in the movies. Know, That's it, like a movie <laughs> scene, right? I mean, yeah. Oh my and god! And that that one did scare me. Um, yeah. Because then I turned around, I yelled, and I turned around, and there was nobody standing there. Of and so course. when I turned back around in the mirror, there was nothing there. And I'm like, I know I did not imagine that, right? So I grabbed yeah. the towel, wrapped it around, and I opened the door. I'm home by myself. Thank goodness, right? Yeah. And so I opened the door, and I was like, You can go. You're not allowed in here. Uh, not anymore. No. But you know what, Shauna, come on, let's be honest. Uh, whether they were there or not, and I believe you completely, I just think you have abilities. I just think you can see things that you may or may not think you can, but I think you can. Yeah, I mean, I embraced it. I had, I've had to. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you know, yeah. when I've been, I've noticed that if I blow it off, yeah. oh, I was just, you know, whatever, you, however we blow it off. Yeah. But if I blow it off, then they get more persistent. Uh, yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. Dad's like, no, I'm talking to you, woman, you know? (laughs) She's like, okay, I get it. I see you. I hear you. Okay, I get it. Did you You do history on the house? Like, did you do any, you know, looking up what went on in the house? Did anyone pass away? Now, you did say that there was a hospital nearby and a cemetery nearby. Do you think that's where they came from? Or was there something that went on in the house? Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, there was really nothing, you know, noteworthy. Now, I talked to my neighbors. There was a band that moved in. Okay. (laughs) Um, And they practiced a lot. Thankfully, it was good music. And so they practiced a lot. And I asked them, I was like, hey, um, you guys have anything going on over here? Like, you ever notice anything weird? And they did have some stuff going on. And they were like, yeah, we got stuff messing with, like, you know, doors and, you know, they'll open stuff. And then you'll hear footsteps. And then the door will shut and be like, oh, hey, how's it going, man? (laughs) woman you know whatever and he's like we don't ever see anything but you know yeah there's definitely something walking around in here we don't know who it is and i'm like i mean don't you want to find out you yeah, know it is because i've got stuff going on too yeah, it sounds like maybe what you said, the cemetery and the hospital has something to do with it. And you said something really interesting on another podcast that I wasn't sure about. And now I, I believe you, of course. You said, you know, I've always kind of been under the assumption that cemeteries just aren't that active because, you know, they don't really hang out there. I thought it was more like hospitals or maybe funeral homes or whatever. And you said, you know, really, cemeteries can really get pretty active, you know, and I was like, I didn't know that. So that's really cool, because I love just walking through a cemetery. I don't feel like that it's necessarily active, but I don't see what you see. So what do you think about that? Well, you know, the cemeteries, I've always viewed cemeteries as a place of rest and not even where energy goes to rest because, you know, your body is just a shell. The energy is still around. Right. But after having spent time in cemeteries just some of the things that I've seen and some of the things that I've captured, you know, on audio and just random weirdness. And then I'm like, well, you know, maybe people don't stay with their remains, but maybe when other people visit, it's kind of like a beacon. I think that's a great way to put it because I was just thinking, oh my gosh, there's a person here and now, you know, maybe I can get a message to my loved one or maybe I can just follow them around and feel like what it feels like to just hang out and just see what they see. You know, it's funny how that all works out. So is that what you do on Paranormal Investigating? Like you take a recorder with you. I know you're kind of old school, which I love, by the way. None of this newfangled stuff, you know, none of these apps. You actually just legit do it the old-fashioned way. So tell me about that part. Yeah, you know, a lot of these apps, and I'm not going to judge anybody that uses them. And and in a way, if they want to look at it as experimenting, that's fine. But I think the one thing that they kind of maybe gloss over is that they are for entertainment purposes only. Right. And then if they learn, which is what I had to do, I I wanted to know how these things work. I wanted to know, you know, so I, you know, you get to know like people that are into programming that could create apps if they wanted to and be like, tell me what's really going on. You know, like especially these word, you know, bank apps that, you know, are triggered by stuff we say. It's like, well, that word came out because you said this word or, you know, you're feeding stuff into these apps and then they respond in kind with words that are programmed in there. And that's how they work. And I I get it. I understand why people use some of these things because paranormal investigating, unless you can legitimately see here, you know, feel stuff is boring to some people because you're talking to an empty room you're not always getting answers and maybe you're not seeing anything so it breaks up the monotony and i get it right you know because a lot of people probably wouldn't do it 
without, no, exactly. you know. Yeah. And I've heard that many times people are like, oh, it's so exciting. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure it is kind of exciting, especially when you go to places like Mineral Springs. And we'll talk about that where you go a lot yeah. and it's very active and you have no problem. But there are probably times when it isn't all that active and there's an hour or two that go by that nothing's going on, you know? Yeah, and then you you listen to the audio later, and you realize, oh, stuff was going on. Oh, yeah. I just didn't hear it in real time. Right. You're like, oh my god, I can't believe that was going on. And there's just random weird stuff that you get on audio. They're just like, oh my god, how come I don't? And then you get frustrated sometimes because exactly. you're like, why don't I? Why can't I? You know, hear yeah. that. And there's yeah. ways to help with that that I've learned. You know, over the years, tips yeah. and stuff like that. But you just have to be really open. Right. Okay. So when you talk about ghosts and spirits and that kind of thing. This is kind of my take, and but I, I want your opinion because I think everybody sees ghosts differently. And I think everybody just interprets it differently. And I think that's what's kind of magical about this whole thing. From what I understand and what I think is going on is some ghosts just cross over and then they want to come visit. They want to come visit because they love the house or they just loved you and they want to hang out with you wherever you go. Okay, so there's those kind of ghosts or spirits. But I think of ghosts, ghosts that are kind of, I don't want to say they're stuck because I don't know if they are stuck. Some people think they can be, maybe they can. I think they probably could be in a trauma situation. And I think sometimes it's a fragment, like if I had something bad happen to me, a fragment of my soul might stay in that one area for a long time and maybe even become sentient. Therefore, that gives you that less residual and more intelligent. Do I have that right or how you understand that too? And that's kind of how I, you know, look at it. I do know that the second uh, spirit that I ever encountered, I think he was stuck in the area that he was in because whenever I moved away from Mm -hmm. that town, he did not follow. Okay. Um, I wanted him to. I wanted him to so bad. I would gladly take him in. And he he and I had quite the relationship, honestly. Oh, really? I I felt like his mom, you know. The building that I found him in, oh. I always wish that I knew exactly what was going on because some of these buildings are creepy as hell. And, you know, to imagine a kid in there alone with some of the other energies that I've encountered just boggles my mind. Oh, yeah. I hope that they have some type of guardian appointed to them that helps because I can't imagine. I'm always used to go and see them and I'd be like, you can come home with me if you want, you know. You know, and, um, I'll and, work everything else out. Exactly. You know, I, I wonder if they really do get stuck because I do think there obviously there's free will, but they don't know time. They don't know they've been there for years and years. To them, they yeah. they just got there. You know, maybe that's what it is and they have no idea. And they're still in that state of, where am I? What's going on? You know? Well, here's a good story. This is an interesting okay. story sure. because it is really interesting to me. Okay. Um, so there's an old cafe that I used to work at. Uh-huh. And um, but it had been other things over the years. It was actually built in 1905. Okay. But before it was a building, from what I understand, there was this big you know tree on the property. Uh-huh. Um, and there were other buildings around it. But that building just wasn't there yet. And it was the site of the Native American campsite mm. at one point. And there was a lot of active archaeology digs, you know, going on in that area, too, still. So the building was on top of one of those. Okay. But back in the late 1800s, mm-hmm. um, before the building was there, it was the site of a gun battle. Ooh. And someone died on the property. Okay. But... 
there was also a little boy. And if you can go way back, there's actual, you know, like physical, like documentation sure. of some of this stuff, like newspaper clippings and yeah. and stuff like that. And there's parts of the town, like different roads that were named after some of these people mm-hmm. and just because of their place in history. And um, But a little boy had climbed up into a tree. I don't know where his parents were. Uh, but climbed up into this tree and um, he fell out of the tree and died on the property and now whenever we first started investigating in there um, we could hear running around upstairs and stuff like that nobody had been up there yet um, because there really wasn't an easy way to get up there right Um, there were no steps on the outside Mm. if you wanted to get upstairs you had to either get a ladder and go up the side of the building Oh, wow. Or you had to, when I was working there, it was a cafe, and there was an ice cream kitchen. It was an ice cream shop, too. It was a restaurant on one side and a consignment store on the other side. So you had to go into the kitchen, and you had to climb up on top of the kitchen sink, and there was this little cubby hole that you had to climb up and crawl into, and that got you into the apartment upstairs. So if you were not Spider-Man, you were not getting up there oh easily. So, um, but I got up there, right, because oh, I was wow. determined I was going up there. Okay. Well, he was very active upstairs. There was a lot of, yeah. and you could tell this little kid just by the way they felt and by the way they were running around. And yeah. sometimes I would hear laughing. Wow. And so he was upstairs a lot. He almost never came downstairs, not ever, um, mm. until just recently. So then we had a friend of ours come in, and she was a medium. Mm-hmm. And so she's walking through, and she didn't really know a lot of the history yet. And we were kind of just waiting to see her feel it out on her own. Right. Didn't want to, you know, encourage sure. any information. And so anyway, we're walking back to the hallway that goes back into a creepy part of the building that nobody ever wanted to see. Right. And then she stops, and then we hear something upstairs. And so she looks, and she was like, oh, my God, there's a kid up there. Oh. Now, we have a recorder running, right? Yeah. And I will have to send you this audio after the fact. It yeah. makes me cry every time I hear it. I can't stand oh. it. And so she runs around and she hops up on top of this counter and she was like, no, no, don't move. Stay there. And so you hear that. But then on the audio, you hear this little voice say, I'm falling. Oh, no. And so he basically relived, you know, falling out of a tree. Oh, and... God. And that's probably an everyday thing for him, too. Doing that every day over and over, like Groundhog Day for that poor kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that EVP does exist. And I have that. It's on a, a YouTube channel that the group I was in used to have. Still, that's still there. Well, um, let me ask you this, though, Shauna. Do you think a, a ghost or a spirit can, can have residual and intelligence tagged on with him? Yeah, I've asked that question before. I know, like, the true, like, the definition of residual, you know, from what I understand, is that it doesn't know it's there, it doesn't know you're there, it's just, you know, but if you interact with it enough, you know, can you bump it out of residual, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, because he was a very active little boy. You know, I don't know what things were like for him before, but after, you know, and then I got, got him to, you know, come downstairs. I guess he realized, you know, he didn't have to stay up there because the that's intelligent. Was still a treat. Yeah, when you're talking to them and you can talk to him into coming downstairs or whatever. So maybe there's that, that trauma that he keeps reliving and then maybe you or whoever snapped him out of it. And now, do you know if he's still there? Did What did you do after that? Well, actually, I just found out uh, the building was scheduled for demolition, oh, right? no. Okay. Um, but then I just found out just this morning, oh, actually, wow. that people that I know uh, bought the building. So maybe they're Ooh. not going to tear it down. Nice. Um, okay. I wanted to buy that building. Even oh. in knowing the liability that it would be, it's in the floodplain. 
Um, which makes it bad and water's been in there enough times that it's caused structural damage Mm. over the years gotcha so when you open the front door now you're in the cellar if you don't watch where you walk oh wow okay so okay when i moved and then someone else had bought it and didn't want anybody else in there anymore and so i knew i was on borrowed time and i you know tried to get him to come with me i was like you can come with me you know you don't have to stay here and i don't know what kind of rules that would be breaking i don't know any of the rules Exactly. But I just knew, you know, that I didn't want to leave him there. Yeah. And, you know, that just broke my heart because I've sure. seen him. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I, I was in the building alone, which never happened for me. I don't mm-hmm. like to go to places like that alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because then it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. Absolutely. And um, and I could hear him. I can hear something moving around downstairs. And I said, um, I was like, hey, you know, it's just me and you in here. So if you want to hang out you know if you want to let me see you that'd be great I'd love to see you you see me all the time I'd love to see you I'd love to meet you yeah you know and so I was like I'm gonna like step around the corner I think you're back here I was like and I'm gonna count three and when I count three you know if you were standing there that'd be great and so I did I counted three yeah I didn't expect to see him standing (gasps) there but when I counted to three he was standing there oh my Um, god (laughs) and so the world just kind of stood still for a minute you know and I was just like you know, looking at him, and I was like, wow. is, is he, like, really standing there? Yeah. And then the owner of the building was outside. She was, you know, running there and up the street, and then, you know, Peggy and I don't know how long we were actually standing there. It felt like forever, but it yeah. was probably legitimately only about a minute, and yeah. but he was there the whole time, and then finally I heard, you know, moving outside, and I was like, hey, I've, I've got to go. I was like, but, you know, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back, and we can hang out, and so I'm backing away slowly. Yeah. And then I started to go around the corner. I'm still backing, and his eyes followed me. So he was tracking me. He was really there. Wow. Yeah. And then so I met Vanessa. Yeah. Um, oh, well, yeah. Vanessa. We are, you know, mutual friends with um, a guy named Adam Tillery. Yeah. And Adam was a remote drawer. And so you can, you know, he can, you know, pluck out energy and just, you know, draw things. So I was talking to him about this little boy. This, this little boy's name is Byron, actually, and that's actually documented. That's are a real you thing. He actually existed. Wow. Yeah. And so I knew his name started with a B, and Byron is what kept coming to me. And this is before I found out that he actually existed. Wow. Um, and so I got it right. You yeah, know? you did. And then, yeah, and I was talking to Adam about it. We, we were talking about him, and he had drawn him, and I didn't know. Mm. Um, and then he told me about it, and he sent me a picture. And just listening to me describe him, and whenever I looked at that picture, and he actually gave me the picture, he had it framed, it's hanging on my wall as a gift, and I mean, I cried, I cried like you would not believe, because it was as if Adam was standing there with me when I saw him, and just like took a snapshot and traced it, I mean, it was so realistic. Wow. Please sketch artists couldn't have done it better. Well, yeah, you know, and it's crazy to me, the abilities of people that could just focus in on energy and then just capture something, uh, whether it's just a spirit or a drawing, like you said. Do you know what time period Byron would have been in? He would have been in the late 1800s. Wow. He drew him like he would be dressed in the late 1800s. Yeah. That's... See, but that adds validity to what you can do when, you know, you said, I'm going to play hide and seek. And, you know, you were like, I want to see you. And he really was there to me. That makes it feel like it's more real than just, oh, this is all in my head. So I'm telling you, children are drawn to you. They trust you and they want to be by you. You're a motherly figure to them. You are safe to them. Yeah, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. I know that you do practice certain kinds of witchcraft. I don't know if there's 
I guess there are certain kinds. You call yourself a Gnostic pagan. Tell me more about that. I started out as Lutheran. Uh-huh. You know, I did the whole vacation Bible school sure. and I taught Sunday school. Yeah. I mean, I did. I was in it, you know. Yeah. And I didn't really know. It was more about being around, you know, kids my age and, and stuff like that. I didn't really get too involved in the religious aspect of it. I just knew that I had to go and so I might as well make the make the best of oh, it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And do try to do things that might be fun and maybe make that less of a, like a chore that I had to do. Yeah. Um, and then I started, then I started really listening one day. And I was like, I don't see why I have to do all this here. Uh, <laughs> why can't I just, you know, if I want to believe in God and I want to pray and I want to do this, why can't I do that at home? You know, exactly. why do I have to do it here? Yeah, no, and, I agree. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then I was listening when, you know, God comes back, he's going to take, you know, everybody who's already passed on and then everybody else who's still alive. It's like, well, where did those people go? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are they just laying in the ground? I mean, do they sleep? I mean, what happens here? So then I started having questions. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, who am I going to ask? Well, you know, there's a man here at the head of the church, so I'm just going to ask him. And I know he thought, you know, but everything was just like, well, the Bible says. I was like, well, what do you really think? Yeah. You know, what do you honestly think? Because I know you get paid to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just kind of curious what you actually think. Right. You know, and, and apparently I struck a nerve, and, you know, he, he was done with it after that. And oh. I was like, I have a lot of questions, you know. And, and then I met a friend of mine, her name is Becca, uh-huh. and she was a practicing pagan also. Okay. And I didn't know what I was at the time. But unbeknownst to me, whenever she met me, she always referred to me as, quote-unquote, witchy poo, because she knew I was, and maybe I just didn't know her yet. <laughs> Right. Uh, I was unrealized, you know, and so I started hanging out with her a little more, and she started, you know, giving her thoughts and opinions, and I stopped going to church, right? Right. Um, I was like, I don't even know why I'm going. I can believe whatever I want to believe, but I don't feel like I have to be in a building to do it. And right, right. This was after discovering, you know, the paranormal and stuff like that. And when I started having the most questions and right. I was, you know, when I was talking, you know, when I brought it up, you know, to the pastor of the church, because he would show up where I work. I had a job and I was working weekends and on Sundays and he'd show up and he'd be like, uh, you know, so is this why you haven't been in church, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, follow me to my job. But, you know, yeah, I, you know, I work, you know, on weekends, you know, right. I make money, you know. And I was like, I, you know, I saw a lot of questions and I just don't feel comfortable um, in church right now. And I was like, um, you know, I hear people talking and, you know, and I see people that I know that they're not, you know, really there uh, or they shouldn't be, I don't think. And I was like, you know, and of course, anything that is not human is was evil. And I was like, you know, I don't don't feel that. You know, I don't know all the rules, but I just don't feel that. You know, I felt that energy before. Sure. You know, demonic stuff, evil stuff. I really don't feel a lot of that. But I, there are two instances that I can put my finger on that I can say, yeah, that's not human. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Just based on appearance. You know, could it have been an interdimensional something or other? Whatever it was, it was ugly and it was scary looking. And it was just, <laughs> it was mean and it was just wow. shouldn't have been there. We got an EVP of somebody saying, I own that soul. <laughs> what? And don't know who said it. But it was definitely there. Oh so, my God. you know, okay. I can't imagine a human owning another human soul. So I was like, well, maybe that's something is might be a little something to ponder. Well, you know, when I, I was talking to David Hansel, he's a near death experiencer. He's also a psychic medium. And he said, you know, the reason people who have like serious drug and alcohol addictions or whatever they have that really impairs their judgment and all the things, right? He said, 
a lot of times when things attach to them, you know, like they always seem to be the victim of really bad things. It's because those entities are on a level where they're not where you and I may go. You know, I think there's totally different levels of heaven. And he said, they follow them around because where they are, they have the freedom of coming and going as much as they want. And they can feel the, the effects of the drugs and the alcohol still. And that's why they hang out with them. So it was almost like, could it have been somebody's like, I own this person because I, I want them to do drugs. I want them to do alcohol or whatever it is. See what I'm saying? And they want to hang out with them and make it worse for them, which isn't necessarily a demon. Because I really do think a lot of us just really pissed off spirits or really jerk spirits that just, you know, so it kind of makes you wonder. I think anything's possible though at this point. And then you saw somebody that's interdimensional. I mean, what? I mean. Yeah, I didn't know what to call it. All I know is I can't give the name or the location, but yeah, this person, this person, you know, has been, had been dealing with a lot of not so good energy mm. at times. And so I think that there was just something kind of bad hanging around yeah. and, you know, you could feel it. You can feel the difference between oh, yeah. in, in, in the building and out of it. And so, you know, but it was really kind of terrorizing this person. And so I just mm. kind of put my metaphysical boot down, right? And I'm just, you know, I'm not a cleanser or a, you know, I don't claim to have any of those types of abilities, but I was going to try real hard to get it to go, you know, well, you're yeah. not welcome here, you know, get out. So I went in the room, and as soon as I walked in one of the rooms, I was just, it almost knocked me over, the Ooh. energy. And I was like, oh, God, no. And then I turned around where it felt the strongest, and there was a mirror there. Yeah. And standing next to me in the mirror was this thing out of a scary movie. Ooh. I mean, it was just like this super dark, dark, oh. dark, black. I want to call it a shadow figure. Yeah. It had a little bit of a hood. It was wearing something. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I remember whenever the head came up, um, I the eyes were like this weird gray, silver kind of color. Yeah. And it was totally unexpected to me because I usually don't see that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You might see a spirit here and there on occasion if you're lucky. But seeing something like that, it wanted to be seen. Yeah, I was I was shocked. So I looked next to me and I didn't see anything there. So it was just in the mirror. Yeah. And so I just immediately went into like as my dearly departed friend Rita um, mm. used to call me Sheena Warrior Princess because <laughs> whenever I got mad right. at something that I heard on audio, I would go in there and be like, look, you can't be, you know, doing this, you can't be, yeah. you know, and I would lay down the law, right? I'm right. like, I know you were here before me, come on now, you know, you exactly. can't be doing this, you can't be behaving like this. Right. And uh, so I stepped forward, you know, towards it, like I was going to come at it and started immediately, you know, you, you know you've got to go, basically. Yeah. And um, then it like took off and left the mirror, but like still on that side, <laughs> you know, what? of things. Oh, and so God. I yelled out to the person whose house it was. And I was like, oh my God, you know, open the door. And I could tell the minute that it interacted with them because they screamed. Oh, and, uh, I went, well, the rest of this is going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. I could not get over it. So anyway, whatever it was, yeah. it ran out of building. And there's a cornfield next to the building, and apparently, according to the homeowner, mm-hmm. it went out there. But before I left the building, I brought some Palo Santo with me, uh-huh. and a little bit of salt, <laughs> you know, and some, some good things. And I did a little bit of stuff that I do that, you know, usually works for me. 
And then I did that. And you could tell immediately that whatever was in there was, was gone out of the building because it felt so much lighter yeah. in there. It wasn't nearly as like oppressive and like overwhelming and stuff like that. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, you know, so then I made sure, you know, that the homeowner felt, you know, okay, you know, to be on. Yeah. And she felt, you know, way better, right? And yeah. so um, she called me after the fact. And she was like, um, as soon as you left, she goes, I heard a woman exhale and say thank you. Oh, but that's not the, I have a, a WTF file, you okay. know, for things that I'm just like, I don't even know. And, uh, but I file away until I can figure it out. And then I got another phone call and she was like, oh my God, are you ready for this? <laughs> she goes, so she goes, you know, that thing, I uh, was out in the cornfield. She goes, well, not too long after I heard the thank you. And there was like one, two, three, four, five, six houses in that block. Everyone's sewers backed up. What? Except for hers. Oh. I mean, like, stuff like people's, like, bathrooms were flooded with, you know. Feces, yeah. Gross, yeah. Oh, no. And she was like, do you think that that's why? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know. But it was just that block. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds like Nobody she got really pissed off and decided to wreak havoc on everyone else but her. Because you put the protection around her. Like, you put the salt and everything around the house. Yeah, I mean, that place had a lot going on with it. And, oh. you know, it was, she was somebody that I knew. So we did, you know, see each other quite a bit. I yeah. can't, you know, give away her identity, but... Oh, sure. But um, whenever the two of us were hanging out, I think our whatever each of us has going on just kind of kind of amped up a little bit. So Ooh, yeah. there was always something going on. Wow. Now, are you able to, I mean, are curses and hexes real? I mean, do you think they are? Can you, I mean, not that you would do that, but can you make something, you whip something up and make something go away that way as well? Um, I kind of do karma spells, but I, I think karma needs to happen naturally. So I like to call it education. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's the loophole, but I, I call it a loophole. It's like, because you want someone's behavior to stop because yeah. it's, you know, damaging other people. Right. Um, but the only way for them to realize, you know, is for it to happen to them times, it has to be worse than what they're doing to other people. Otherwise they're not going to learn a lesson. Right. And so, you know, I kind of like to give it a little nudge, you know, that way. And sometimes, you know, you'll see, you know, all of a sudden their life be falling apart. I'm like, well, I don't know if I have anything to do with that or not, but maybe it was just tough, you know? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, and yeah. karma has its own timing. Oh, it does. And sometimes it doesn't happen fast enough for my taste, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> right. Um, you know, people have free love, and I get that, and I try not to, you know, put out what I, you know, wouldn't expect to come back at. Sure. Just whenever I do stuff like that, I'm like... You know, what I want is for all parties involved to get exactly what the universe thinks that they deserve, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So then that way it covers everything. It does cover everything. And, you know, I love the fact that you also like carry some crystals, like when you do these investigations, like black tourmaline. I know that's kind of a protection crystal. What do you suggest for people just on a daily basis, just if nothing else? Because the world's kind of crazy right now and it, it can depress people or it can make people sad or whatever. What would you suggest somebody just, you know, know just a normal person that doesn't know anything about crystals at all what do you suggest that they get because I may have to get something <laughs> right um some people are like oh it's just you know rocks or whatever but you know it's all about intent honestly absolutely. yeah maybe it is just a rock but yeah absolutely you know if you put the intent you yeah. know the the energy into it then I believe the outcome changes I, I um agree. I've had mm -hmm. I've had black tourmaline um like good chunks of it 
you know, where you would have to, like, really take something to it to get it to, you know, break apart yeah. and break yeah. on investigations just sitting there, you know, where it absorbs it, it does its job. You know, black tourmaline is supposed to kind of help process, you know, like negative energy and stuff like right. that. And so if it soaks enough of it up, everything vibrates. Yeah. You know, at certain you know, frequencies, rocks, everything does. Right. And so... If it takes in, you know, enough and does what it's supposed to do, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's laying there in pieces. That's you know, not then, good. Yeah. You know, I've, <laughs> I've got to believe in it, you know, at that point. So, yeah. but then there are other times that, you know, I'll be like, well, maybe I think I need this crystal, you know, but I don't really look at them. I'll look in their general vicinity, and then I'll put my hand out and just kind of feel them. And whichever one kind of, you okay. know, gives me a little zing, I have to feel it. So if I don't feel anything, if nothing really jumps out of me, then I don't take that one. Okay. Like if somebody had a crystal shop and they were kind of close by, maybe you suggest just go over there and, and feel over them and see which one kind of, you know, feels good. Like I love an amethyst and I actually have an amethyst yes. ring. Yeah. And the reason I have an amethyst is honestly, my kids is birthstone. My son is blue and my daughter's is red. And I didn't like the two of those together. And I was like, well, purple works. Let me get an amethyst. Now I love this ring. I know it's, it's that's the whole reason I did it. But now I also know because it's an amethyst, it's protective too. And um, I don't know all the properties of it. You might know more, but I love this ring and it has gone through the ringer, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, black tourmaline is a good one. Um, any of the black ones, honestly. Okay. Uh, hematite, uh, tourmaline, um, a jet, and there's all different you know, kinds of the black crystals. You know, and I guess some people probably wouldn't think oh, black is a positive color. Yeah. Um, but black is, is, to me, in my opinion, all of the colors together, you know. Oh, no, yeah, that's a good um, point. Yeah. Yeah, to me, black is not a negative thing. I mean, it's actually one of those, you know, most of those stones are used to help kind of, you know, process, you know, negative energy more productively. Yeah. And like a clear quartz, clear quartz usually kind of acts like, a, or at least to me, it kind of acts like a like an amplifier, like a booster. Mm. So it kind of helps whatever it's next to yes. do what it's supposed to do. Like rose quartz is like usually a pretty calming mm. stone. But whenever I want to clear the channels and I want to hear voices more clearly, um, I usually have lapis. Oh, me. nice. Okay. So, and um, I like to hear uh, running water. Yes. You Not just to... regular running water, but like like the slow trickle, like a fountain right. or something like that. Because that works in ways that you could not. I mean, it has really been an eye opener for me. It makes me hear voices way more clearly. You know, it's funny you say that, Shauna, because, you know, I'll be in the shower and I swear I hear music like like bell kind of music I swear I hear not necessarily voices but I hear like muffling something must be voices but I hear like bells I don't know how to describe it and it's so funny because it does and it sometimes even when I'm drying my hair I'll hear certain things and it's so weird it's like because drying your hair is kind of that white noise and I was like what is that so Listen, I could I could sit here and talk to you for hours. Tell me, <laughs> tell um, everyone where they can find you. And I really want to encourage you to write that book because I think it would be a fantastic piece of reference for anyone to just read about what happened to you and all the and even the historic stuff that that's gone on in those places because I know you love that too. So tell everybody where they can find you. Facebook right now. Okay. Yeah, I think after I get further in with the book and stuff like that, I might, you know, make myself an author page. Right, right. I'm probably going to have to write more than one book. 
Yeah. Right, because, you know, it's an ongoing journey that's, you know, never going to really go away. So there's always going to be something to write about. Well, you know, it's funny because I got a lot of friends that may want to interview you on their podcast. So make sure you keep up with that author page and or just Facebook page because that's a good way to get a hold of you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have been fantastic. You're my friend. Oh, and I appreciate you coming on my podcast, girl. It's been so much fun. Yeah, I listened to your podcast and it is always so because you're easy to talk to and everything's so, you know, compelling, you know, the guests and stuff like that. So, yeah, I should have been on here before. <laughs> yes, you should have. Shame on me, but girl, you're here now. So <laughs> we did it. Yay. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.